0: Welcome back to the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Kevin. On this week's uh, episode, we're going to dive into herd analysis—very um, detailed stuff.
1: Yeah, if you want like 30 minutes of questions about herd analysis, how to price it, you know, one drone versus two drones, when to do it, how to do it, what software to use and map, everything else
0: yeah we're going to talk about mapping like how to use drones yeah. to map and yep. high detail aerial stuff a lot to go lots
1: unpack this is one that you don't want to miss if you want to do herd analysis stick around
0: there's a lot to uh, talk about in this podcast but we're going to start with uh folks have been asking us where we're going to be at for expos
1: Yep. uh We should probably list those. We should probably, yep. Let me Uh, pull up my calendar. Oh, you actually have them? I have them.
0: So I know for sure we're doing uh, a show in Indiana. It's right on the line of Indiana, Michigan. Uh, We're hosts, or I I guess we're like One of the speakers, right? Yeah, we're we're a speaker. We're a guest there. Um, We'll be doing a seminar in the Coliseum. Uh, So I don't quite know what we're going to be getting into there, but we will be doing that show and then we're uh doing the harrisburg um
1: harrisburg outdoor show yep, yep that one yep. goes from uh, february 2nd to february 11th yep. that's a huge show
0: uh our first show will be here in ohio it's called the northeast um ohio sportsman show yep that, and that is, is in mount hope ohio yep
1: that is uh january 17th to 20th or something like that yep
0: and so. then uh what else is it after that We'll be doing the Columbus Deer and Turkey Expo. It's not called that anymore. It's called the Open Season. Open Season. That one show.
1: is, uh, looks like that one is March 14 to March 17th.
0: You know, that's what we got on the list right now as far as expos and shows we're going to be at. Let us know if you guys have certain shows you'd want to see us at, and uh, we'll try to figure out if we can make it. it uh, there's a lot going on uh, all the time, uh, but we want to get out meet you guys yeah, and yep. you know we're also going to
1: do like not planned yet but we're going to do some farm some ag related shows
0: yeah those uh agricultural shows i believe are mostly toward the fall like oh, after, yeah. after harvest yeah. i think i haven't done a bunch of them yep. uh, but that's toward the end yeah. um and so yeah it's that whole agricultural and side is we
1: definitely outgrew our whole booth setup from that we used last season
0: we outgrew everything, like, <laughs> and probably including this building here. Yeah. Like we, yep. Soon we'll, you know, be elsewhere. But uh, so we're just gonna jump right into probably talk about thermal um, herd analysis.
1: Herd analysis, big yep. thing people are talking about yep. right now. So they want what, the information. Yeah.
0: So we call it a herd analysis. Uh, talking to some biologists, they would call it a, a deer census.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I went to Amish school. I don't really know what that means but um a herd analysis to me what it is is um i come out to your property you will give me your property lines in a boundary i will uh, now use what's called uh, flight hub where i can create boundaries with inside of mm-hmm. that i uh, i upload it to a cloud and i download those boundaries into my remote and we just basically fly a grid all across your property and we drop pins on deer Uh, We usually just call it an antler versus antlerless count. Some people Mm -hmm. don't even want to know that. They just want to know a total herd count. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, you know, go across your property, dropping pins on everything we see, and then give you the number, and then Mm -hmm. you use that data however you would Mm -hmm. like or your biologist uh, on your ranch or farm to do that. So herd analysis is uh, it's using this technology in a way that really helps in conservation and deer herd management. Mm -hmm. I believe that it is one of the most viable things that a guy could use right now in, you know, in this space. There Mm -hmm. are trail cam uh, surveys like Mm -hmm. where they use trail cam surveys and they get pictures of bucks and, and they can get a number with that. It does work. It just takes longer to collect the data. Uh, Did quite a few of these herd analysis last season and had biologists actually with me in the field on some of these big ranches and they're blown away they're like i I cannot believe that you are seeing every deer that's that's out here and so yeah it's
1: it's order of magnitude better than than anything you know being done from the sky previously like from a helicopter or visual line of sight from a airplane Um, it's like estimation so like when when people are talking about herd analysis and you go out there on an ideal job of, let's say a thousand acres, what percentage of accuracy would you tell a landowner that you're gonna get him a antlerless versus antler herd count? Yeah,
0: so I am really confident if the conditions are right that I'm I'm 98% accurate. But there's no way to prove that unless we are doing it in an enclosed area where Mm -hmm. they 100% know how many animals they have put in there. That would Um, actually be a fun, that would be fun to to do that. Yeah, but you could, you'd have to do that based on, okay, so uh, let's say there's a thousand acres that's uh, high Mm -hmm. fence. You would have to put, let's say you put 10 deer in there and um, you wouldn't let it go into spring because then you don't know how many fawns are born. And so then your number wouldn't be right. But I believe that I am that that accurate if the conditions are right and we talk about herd analysis we we want to do it in the daytime between 10 and 2 between 10 a.m and 2 p.m and the reason for that is i want to do it when the deer are bedded and the weather has cooperated so i need it to be overcast Mm -hmm. uh to do these if you're halfway through a herd analysis and the sun comes out bad deal because the confidence level of me yeah goes yeah. To the bottom. Like, you know, if you, if you're doing thermal stuff and the sun comes out, you're yeah. toast.
1: And and there's a number of reasons to use multiple drones on a property, right? Like, because if you have a thousand acres, you're not going to be able to do that in four hours with one drone. Not yeah. typically.
0: Yeah. Not typically. And and there's so many variables when it comes to herd analysis. Like, you know, that somebody calls me and tells me I have a thousand acres and it's like, okay, is it 1000 acres of hardwoods yeah. Yeah. or is it, you know, 800 acres we there's a lot of variables mm-hmm. in there because yep. like if you have a thousand acres that's one thing but like how much of that is evergreen mm-hmm. how much of that is CRP mm-hmm. how much of that is crop mm-hmm. fields and so I'm gonna ask you all mm-hmm. those questions uh, before we go out there and so that'll tell me how how many drones mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna need based on the, the information I gather mm-hmm. so oftentimes if you do have a thousand acres it's probably going to be pretty difficult to do that with one mm-hmm. drone because mm-hmm. like you had mentioned, you want to do it in a, in a certain length of time. So you aren't counting deer that have gotten to their feet and started, yeah, moving, started around. moving around yeah, yeah. and that and, type of stuff. And
1: it, it would probably depend to what the owner is, the line owner is wanting and how picky he is. And if he wants a general estimate or if he wants pretty specific, Yeah, um, you might price that job differently. If, if you're a, a guy with one drone out there, you know, find somebody else in your area to be a second flyer for you and get it knocked out maybe for a higher price or um, do it yourself
0: yeah and and that is a good point is like how you know how accurate do they want this to be on like antler versus antlerless because if if we have to do antler versus antlerless it's going to take us a little bit more time when we find that heat Mm -hmm. signature and then go zoom in Make sure it's not a spike buck or a shed yeah. buck if, if we are doing it later in the season. So it becomes really you know precise if you're wanting to do antler versus mm-hmm. antlers. If you just want a herd count, right? I can see a heat n- signature, hit the zoom, and see if it's a deer or not. And as soon as I see it's a deer, I'm moving on. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I keep flying. Mm-hmm. So if it's just a herd count and not antler versus mm-hmm. antlers, mm-hmm. we're going to be able to do that a lot yep. faster. Yeah.
1: And if a landowner is specifically wanting to know about the health of certain deer, like we just had a call with somebody the other day who told us, he found three deer who had died from
0: uh, CWD. CWD. Yeah. So,
1: so if, if the landowner is trying to say, I want to know that my herd is healthy and you know, then it's like, you're doing a lot more than just identifying a deer and identifying antlers. You're actually, yeah, you can go, that's
0: the thing with this technology. There's, there's just so much more you can do with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I started, um, just doing this herd analysis thing where they asked me, what, what is it that they're getting? Like, what's the deliverable? And in the beginning it was like, I'll just give you a count. It's like, you got 200 deer on your whatever acreage you got and you'll get the screen recording of me counting it. Now we got way more than that. Like we can give you um, a, a KML file where every pin that was dropped, you can uh, upload that into yeah. your HuntWise app or your Onyx app or whatever. And you can yeah. see where those deer are congregating and try to figure out you know, your bedding areas mm-hmm. and, and that type of stuff. So we can now offer you more than we could in the beginning.
1: Yep. And I mean, that's interesting. So, KML file, for people who don't know, it's a, it's an open source file format for mapping that most mapping software can open up a KML, like Google Earth, Google yep. Maps. Yep. Um, like you mentioned, some hunting apps. So, that stuff that people are just, I mean, we're just now realizing, oh, we could also use the existing technology for this, for this, for this. Yep. So, Mike, what do you think, like if you had to fast forward maybe to next season or into the future? what are some applications that you think this will end up being used for
0: like as far as herd analysis herd analysis uh, yep uh i don't know you kind of got me there i mean obviously i've already told you what i would use it for it's health uh, herd health management um and doing it multiple times out of if you can do it multiple times in one year is going to be best but if you do it year after year you're Mm going to see what those numbers actually look like Yeah, I I guess I don't know exactly what that uh, question was directed toward.
1: I'm thinking, uh, like, for people in the timber industry, um, like, do you think it'll become mainstream to see um, guys selling, you know, 800 acres of, of hunting land? it's just going to be general practice to do a hunting or a herd analysis on that land prior to selling.
0: Well, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, we have already talked to some realtors about doing herd analysis on properties. So they have that number for marketing maybe. Uh, and, and that goes two ways. It can be really good or it can be really bad because if it's bad, you're not going to tell the number. If it's good, you're going to tell the number. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. Yep. I mean, yes, for big, big properties that are sold, do a herd analysis. There's going to be numbers on it. If you plan on selling it and using that pitch, hey, there were 500 deer on this property. You better hope there's 500 deer there because mm-hmm. when I get done and there's 150, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, well... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, done with that because I'm not going to use that number, yeah. So, uh, I'm mean, <laughs> not going to advertise that, yeah. <laughs> it's already happened so, to us before, so yeah. I
1: don't. So, <laughs> so, Mike, one question I have you know, we're talking about 800 to 1,000 acres, but for the guy that has 50, 150 acres, like small tracks, how valuable is this? And the information you get on any given day of a herd analysis on 100 acres is that valuable at all, in your opinion? So,
0: that's going to be an opinion. Um, an opinion is, you know, to one guy that has 25 acres, it, it might be valuable to him to know how many deer he has there. But, you know, other people would say that does he absolutely no good because those deer will not stay on that 25 mm-hmm. acres. Um, they're mm-hmm. going to have, you know, 600 acres that they're going to move around on. So, I, I can't tell you what it's going to be valued at for you. You have to make that decision as a customer. If you got twenty five acres and you wanna know how many deer are on it, you're gonna mm-hmm. be able to do that. But that's not gonna give you the data for yourself that I, I think is gonna, you know, really change how you yeah. hunt your property. But you know, I don't I I can't tell you that.
1: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see on a hundred acre track if we did a herd analysis, you know, every week for like three weeks or something how much those numbers fluctuate yeah. and vary that yeah. would be interesting to yeah. see that that would be right really and good. you'd imagine that there would be a high degree of fluctuation right like on 100 acres
0: i don't i don't know like because it, it has a lot to do and here we're going to get into the conversation about why are the deer there what time of the year is it is there food mm-hmm. there or are they moving mm-hmm. off to go get food there's so many variables but i believe if if food is available on that hundred acres, the pretty good chance the deer are gonna hang out there. Uh, mm, you know, pretty consistent. Uh, yeah, across those weeks that you're doing it, because I could just take our lease, uh, for instance. That's a hundred uh, some acres, and it's. I I think if we go do a count there every day for the next four weeks, we might only move. I don't know between five and ten deer difference up and Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. because there's food there there's food there and that's you know they're going to just hang out Mm -hmm. there so that you know the talking about herd analysis is everybody's going to have an opinion Mm -hmm. on if it's valuable should you do it Mm -hmm. or shouldn't you know that type of thing but for the most part people that were hiring us um, have lots of acres and it just it absolutely makes Mm -hmm. sense if you are at all into like herd health management. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense.
1: So let's talk about like the average person hiring us. When we give him the data, what are they doing? Like as a result of this new information that they have, what kind of decisions and what, you know, what, I, what are they doing I suppose that
0: most of the people, I don't really know for sure what they're doing with the data, but is, um, is knowing how many deer they, they should, you know, shoot on their property. Uh, other folks might use it to figure out Food mm-hmm. source how much more you know yeah it, based on the number should they plant more food plots or mm-hmm. feed more protein or whatever it might be i i think that each customer is going to use the data that's given to him it's just slightly different
1: mm-hmm. yeah don't you think that this whole industry is going to get to the point where anybody who does like i'm not quite sure what the, the proper term for it hunt hunting land management where they'll help you set up timber and food plots and stuff like that because you can hire people that are experts at setting up your land for that. So doesn't it seem like in a year or two years, anybody who's really worth their salt is like as part of what they prescribe before they actually do the thing kind of like before you go to any good chiropractor, you know, they might do an x-ray or kind of get information before they apply a solution. Yeah. Um, don't you think that the first step, for anybody who's really good at their job is to do an existing herd survey or herd analysis. I,
0: I, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, so cause imagine if, if I were that company, Yeah. I would definitely to jump in, on this. Yeah. I would invest in the equipment and have it yeah. as another tool to mm-hmm. sell your, uh, expertise because like we, there's oftentimes we're flying. And the one thing that came to my mind when you were uh, saying that is, uh like water source is really important for deer and there's areas on from the top down there's waters in there's water in areas that you can't see from the ground mm. and so you could easily use that to figure out okay there's okay, like, yeah. there's like a spring coming out of this uh, hillside maybe i can develop that into a mm. water hole for the deer like but yeah there's there's so much more they could use it for than just counting deer. know they kidding. could use yeah. it to find
1: water to figure out if they want to build a small yeah. pond Um, there for the deer i mean imagine the value add of somebody i mean just that conversation of i'm going to make decisions you know with now new information that you don't have access to without the thermal drone yeah
0: yeah yeah it's it's definitely going to going to be a thing uh talking about herd analysis people are going to ask about pricing um how how do you price these things and we've already said there's so many variables uh, that go into it. So it's hard for me to tell you, well, it's going to be, you know, $2 per acre because it's just not going to work like that because the bigger the acreage, the more it becomes difficult to get those acres covered. So there's a, um, acreage gap in there where it's like really small, easily doable. Then it gets into acres where it's like, man, that is big. We need multiple Mm -hmm. drones. The more drones you bring, the more the cost is gonna be, uh, the bigger the acreage, right? Then I start thinking like, how long is it gonna take us? Now weather is gonna really be a concern because if, if you have 200 acres, you can knock that out, no problem with one drone and not fear so much that you're not gonna be able to mm-hmm. get it done. You know, doing 200 acre um, and the sun comes out halfway through, that's one thing, 200 acres. But if you're doing a thousand acres yeah. and halfway through, yeah. You know the sun comes out now you got to redo that whole thing Again. well and
1: and if you have you know two or three other people flying with yep. you yep. now you have all those people yep. you've spent half a day yep. doing this exactly
0: yeah so acreage has a big thing to do with it but it really if you have you know 25 acres up to 250 acres probably 300 acres not not crazy big to um use one drone on, but when you start getting into that 700,000, 2,000, 3,000 mm-hmm. acres, mm-hmm. that's a project yeah. that, but it can be done.
1: Yeah. So as a pricing strategy, would you recommend people have a minimum price and then like a price per acre or, or do, do you just, you just kind of yeah, so analyze I, this? I analyze it. Yep. So everyone is I, different. I
0: tried the so much per acre. So I, I have a, a minimum for us, a minimum period to come out. I don't care. Do you have five acres? or do you have uh, 200 acres? You're gonna be between 450 to $550. Yeah. It's just, it's part of it. Yep. Uh, and then I tried structuring it at, you know, after 300 acres, is it so so much per acre after that? And it just doesn't work for me because m- the way I look at it is you might have 500 acres, but the other 200 acres mm-hmm. is crop field. Mm-hmm. Well, so why should I charge so much per acre for the crop right. fields when- When that's I, gonna be like that. Yeah and it's done and over quickly. And so I just, I don't know how to tell somebody to, to do their price Mm -hmm. structure. What I do, how I analyze it is I get, you know, what is the terrain? How many evergreen trees are on it? What percentage is hardwoods? uh, What percentage is uh, crop fields? And then I look at it and then I think, how long do I think this is going to take me? Because another big thing is how many deer are going to be there? Because if there's gonna yeah. be 500 yeah. deer, that's gonna take longer because every every time you see a deer, you have to stop. Well, now you're not covering ground. Yeah. Now, you yep. know, time is going past. So I try to ask him, how, how many deer do you think will be on there? That'll give me a little bit of a better idea, okay. He thinks there's gonna be that many deer. Uh, and I, I just kind of calculated in my head and then I give him a, a, a ballpark price. Like this is what I think it's gonna cost. And so I, I think every, mm. Every situation for me is different mm-hmm. and I just can't tell you exactly what's Are you be.
1: typically going off of whatever they're telling you as far as percentage of hardwoods versus yeah
0: it? yeah I'll go off of that but when we get into the conversation even deeper like okay, I want to really go ahead and try to get this scheduled. I'm going to tell them to um, build me a KML file mm-hmm. on Google Earth mm-hmm. or um, create the boundaries on your favorite hunt app. And then share that to me so i can look at the boundaries and then look inside of that boundary yep. you know how much is timber and and so now i lay eyes on what it is that we're talking mm-hmm. about and once i see how it's laid out i'm going to know how much you know time or i i should know pretty good how much time it's going to take mm-hmm. can i section mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. thousand acres off into a drone flying this section and drone flying mm-hmm. that section or is it all one big glob and then mm-hmm. trying to section it like that. So yeah. there, there's a lot that goes. Into yeah. So
1: in it. talking about sections, let let's, let's talk to the pilot out there who just has one drone, probably like most people, you know, one drone, yep. they've been doing this for a season or two. Um, if they were to get a thousand acre request, are there any tips and tricks on, like, obviously it's best to have two drones, Yeah. but if you were going to do it with the drone, what would you tell? That pilot I did. The I,
0: I did a couple last year by myself. Over a thousand acres. And I tell you that I just wasn't super confident.
1: You don't feel that same degree of confidence. No, it's-
0: because by the time I get to the one end of the property, I don't know how many deer filtered yeah. in and out. Yeah. And it a thousand acres can be really, really big. Yeah. And to cover that that amount of acres with one drone. Unless unless there's a thousand acres and it's split right down the middle with a, you know, 200 acre, uh, field that perfectly divides both sections to where you can see if deer are going, you know, back and forth, maybe you can be super confident. Uh, but myself, I've, I've done a thousand up to 1400 acres with one drone. It, It was, uh, I just can't say that I'd be confident. Mm-hmm. It just, just, there's just so many variables mm-hmm. that can happen in, yeah. the, in the amount of time that can yeah. go past. Yep.
1: Yep. So sectioning off, like, w- would a highway or, like, a creek or, you know, river, like, would those be valid ways yeah, that, to that section would be, it off? Yeah,
0: like, uh, a big river. It's going to have to be a big river. Um, But, again, deer can cross rivers, but it they, you know, it might not be – as often Mm -hmm. to to cross a big Mm -hmm. river uh yes that would be a way to do it highways rivers um fences could even could Mm -hmm. even help but i just think that if you get into that acres there's enough drone guys out there now yeah
1: just have somebody come with you and knock it out you'll make it easier on yourself you'll have a better level of confidence you'll give them better information and probably the hunter or the landowner will have a better experience as well. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yep. we don't do anything, right? We try not to do anything that we don't have a high degree of confidence oh, in, yeah. so. No, I, so I we'll, mean, we'll I, just I bring had, enough guys. Oh
0: yeah, I had some big herd analysis that they were wanting to do first of November. And if I just be in it for the money, I would have I been like, yeah, I'll come do it. But I told them like, I wanna provide you the best service I can provide mm-hmm. you. And if I come in, the first couple mm-hmm. weeks in November, your bucks are going to be running and rutting and going all over the place. And the chances of me getting everything counted and not overcount stuff when they're running like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And I just told them, I don't want to do it. I don't care if you want to pay me four to 6,000 bucks. I just don't feel good about, mm-hmm. you know, giving you that data. I want to wait until I'm confident and then I'll do it. Because it's, mm-hmm. for me, it's not just about the money.
1: Yeah. And I assume they appreciated that. Yeah.
0: Or I mean, they, they said they understand what I'm saying, but they would really like to have that, uh, that count. But, you know, they, yeah. they just went with our opinion and yeah. and yep. they're waiting. Yep. So.
1: Yeah. And that, that is, again, it's like, we talked about this last time. I think as a drone pilot in 2024, part of your job is to educate, yep. no matter what you yep. do is to educate. Yep. And so. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be so, huge. Yep. Part so of. Uh,
0: we talk a little bit about the weather that we want it to be overcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be very challenging, but we have we have learned how to use online uh, platforms uh, to check weather and cloud forecasts. As crazy as that might sound, like I'm I'm not so much worried about rain. Um, I am worried about sunshine. That's it. So all I need to know is how cloudy is it gonna mm-hmm. be, like, mm-hmm. and so we've. Uh, we use a website that tells us the percentage of cloud cover in that, uh, in a window. So really like learning how to use that has made herd analysis easier. Hmm. Like in the beginning, I didn't think of that. Like, I was just like, Oh yeah, I'll come do it. And I was like, I'll come on a Friday. Well, Friday, if it's like this right now, it's super bright out. The sun's yeah. shining. Yeah. Well, this is not going to work. Yep. And so, okay, well, we'll just try next Tuesday. Uh, and then try Tuesday and it's the sun's out again uh, and didn't yeah. realize I have to look at the forecast we now have this technology yep. that you know they can forecast clouds yeah. Yep. and so that's yeah that that was a learning experience An- another
1: thing maybe to add um is that you'll also have landowners who want to be present and you have to plan around their schedule yep. in addition to the other pilots that you hire in addition to the weather you yep. and like when it you know you can really only plan three days in advance i mean anything yeah, more than yep, that you're yep, not
0: yeah so that's what i usually tell the customer i'm like okay so let's tentatively plan for this week mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. let's let's look out three weeks let's plan tentatively on in, you know this week then when it's three to five days from that week let's look at the week yeah, again yeah. look at the forecast yep. okay it looks like thursday it's supposed to forecast to be cloudy now on tuesday i'm going to check it again oh uh, well the weather has changed and it's not going to be cloudy on thursday mm-hmm. it looks like friday so it it's uh, it becomes a little bit of a
1: and and so probably if if you're out there trying to figure out how do i price this for my own area for my own business then what I would say to you is don't minimize the amount of time that you're going to have to commit to something and then it no longer works for the landowner or it no longer works for the weather. And especially if you're hiring somebody to come along with you, you got to be super clear on how yep. all that stuff works. Yep. And this is why you don't go out there and do it for 50 cents or a dollar an acre, you know, without yep. really thinking it through because yep. you will be committed to doing something. And then your day's full, unless you're very, very flexible and other stuff you have going on this, we'll come back and bite you in the butt.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so we should probably, a herd analysis versus mapping. Like people ask about mapping their uh, property. Mm-hmm. Um, a mapping project for us, we call it an orthomosaic image. Basically what it is, is uh, um, the drone will fly, over your property taking a picture every second you take all those pictures that were collected or taken you put it in a software the software stitches uh the whole mm-hmm. thing together and then you got bit one big clear image of your hunting land uh that's a question that you know guys get or have for us is herd analysis versus mapping mapping is like a standalone picture herd analysis is an actual like fly the drone yeah. back and forth yeah. manually and and count those deer um they've asked well couldn't you just fly a map and count the deer on the map doesn't really work because there's hot you know if if you do a thermal ortho um you know there might be a heat signature there but there's no way to zoom in Mm -hmm. to see what is that heat Mm -hmm. signature because it could be a rock or it could be who knows what um so you can't really do a herd analysis with doing a mapping mission.
1: And and it's it's like the mapping is done autonomously, right? Yes. You set the drone, it takes a picture every second. It all has to be the same so that it can stitch it together. Yeah. Yep. And and doing a herd analysis is all manual flying. Yeah. Zooming in, looking at stuff. Yeah. Two completely different products. Yeah. Really. Uh
0: the the mapping is something that is under um appreciated right now. Like Mm -hmm. people don't appreciate Mm -hmm. like how good Oh, yeah. this actually yeah. works like if you want a high detailed aerial map of what your land looks like today yeah we can have have that to you mm-hmm. it is i don't know how to say how much better it is but i would say it's probably 40 times better than any satellite image you can get mm-hmm. like it's so good that, that that's it, not an
1: over exaggeration yeah, yeah it, it's agree. so
0: good that if if you zoom in on the the map we provide for you you're going to be able to See a human standing oh, yeah. there. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. that good. Like doing orthomosaic uh, of your property totally makes sense. If you did like a timber harvest, mm-hmm. or you create a new food plot, or mm-hmm. you you know planted these new mm-hmm. trees and like all this stuff. Yeah. Like you you get an up to date aerial. I call it a satellite because that's what you are registering these photos as. Is when you go to Google Maps or whatever the platform as you use and you zoom in that's an ortho mosaic image it's it's a bunch of photos taken stitched together creating one big and you zoom in well that at uh, the closer you get the blurrier it gets the, because the, the quality
1: oh right yeah yeah yep.
0: but ours right like is the drone is at 300 feet instead of a satellite that's I don't know. How far is a satellite? Hundreds of miles. It's a
1: lot. Yeah. So a satellite takes
0: those pictures, but it's hundreds of miles away. So by the time you zoom into your property, you have lost so much Mm -hmm. quality Mm -hmm. in the actual image. Now, the drone at 300 feet or whatever Mm -hmm. altitude you want to set it at, if you want to take pictures at 150 feet, you can do that. The quality is insane. Yeah. And so if you do new things to your property, or you know whatever it might be you're going to have an absolute up-to-date mm. that day when those photos are the, taken the, the real kind of
1: like the next level of this is when you know your hunting app allows you to import yep. or somehow connected to that imagery from a drone Yep. and then you now have your hunting map overlaid with like 50 times better yep. resolution yeah
0: then than any of the hunting apps can yeah well it's, provide like, right now. it's like
1: that it's not available right now because yeah satellite you know maybe the military has access to that but like no yeah civilian well we're, does.
0: we're we want to get it to the point where if you're a subscriber of whatever your favorite app is and i don't know you know how much of this we're talking about but if you want an updated uh, aerial mm-hmm. of your mm-hmm. um property on your favorite app you you can um basically get that done and have have it uploaded to yeah, that wouldn't that be cool yep. yeah hit oh, yeah.
1: something hit it button in your app and, uh, I, I think it's coming. I agree. Yep. yep.
0: So that that's mapping, uh, you know, on a small scale, um, trying to tell you what it is. Uh, what all data is given to the client when a project is complete. We already talked about that. Uh, I'm giving you uh, antler versus antlerless count. Um, and then I, I'm i giving you a, a screen recording of the actual request uh um, yeah. analysis being done that way you can go back and count it mm-hmm. and then I'll give you a KML file and you can plug that into a Google Earth or mm-hmm. whatever you want to use it and and that's going to mm-hmm. give you pins of where the deer were laying when they were
1: counted and and right this whole question about deliverables should start with what does the landowner want yeah. like yeah. cuz that'll that'll impact pricing and instead of you going out there with like here's my per acre price and here's exactly what I'll do for you then first figure out what the, land, what's important to the landowner yep. and then build something at a price point that he can be good with. That is going to be of most value for him. Absolutely. Do it a little. Oh yep. yeah.
0: Couldn't have said it any better myself, but yeah, her herd analysis. I, I, I just think that it's, it's going to be used more and more on um, re even research and like studying deer of how they move from one section to the, the other in, on your properties and that type of stuff. But I'm excited where it, where it's going. The biggest the biggest pain about doing herd analysis is the weather, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. That yeah. that is the hardest thing yep. is to figure out the weather.
1: If we I, zo- just, I just love the idea of like just the education that you can learn from herd analysis. Just like what we experienced yesterday, yeah. Filming, yeah. Learning about the deer, like yeah. You want to talk about that?
0: I don't know. Maybe Let's talk we, about. I mean, what we did yesterday. Yeah. So there's a video coming, and uh, we did. We did this with uh, the warden present, but uh, yeah, we were using a drone to see how uh, deer react to people walking upwind from them. So we put the, the drone in the sky and you watch me walk in to where I know the deer is laying and let the wind blow toward the deer and see how soon he gets up. How soon does he become alert? And it was just really cool Mm. to see because, okay, so when we were first doing it, I was thinking it was super quiet. I could walk really still. I'm like, this deer's not gonna know that I'm here. He can't hear me. I know he can smell me, but he's over this hill. And I was like, well, my wind will, you know, the, the scent will just blow over top of him. And uh, so, yeah, this, uh, what you see, uh, the videos coming uh, of this is really, really interesting.
1: Yeah information that hunters are go oh yeah (laughs) it's
0: it's crazy i know we're gonna get you know some crap on it because it's like well there's no way you can say that every deer is gonna be like this and that's such a small data point and and i get it yeah they're they're right but this is what happened on this occurrence like this is cool yeah just to see and so we're we're gonna get more into that like you know what do deer do when humans are around Mm -hmm. and so yeah, that that's coming. We've we've heard you guys. You've commented before that that you want to see those types of things, and so
1: the yeah. educational. We yeah. get to impact. go film those. Those yep. are fun to film.
0: Yep, no problem. As, far as herd analysis and covering covering it on this, uh, you know, this podcast. Yeah. I think this any is other questions
1: that people ask us about herd analysis. Uh, we cover pretty much everything.
0: I I tried tried to cover it all. Yeah. I'm sure there's well, something. Well, okay, that I mean, missing.
1: we we never really said this clearly, but why do I mean? You said ten to two. But why would you prefer not to do herd analysis at night?
0: Uh, because deer are m- most often on their feet walking around at night. And, uh, every time you would, um, if you do it at night and you're doing a antler versus antler list, you're going to have to turn that light on every mm-hmm. time. So that just takes even more time. So you got to turn the light on zoom in, make sure it mm-hmm. has antlers or doesn't yeah. have antlers and the deer are walking around because yeah. they're feeding at night. don't do it at night. It just doesn't, (laughs) doesn't make any sense.
1: And, and so that also, again, just to be clear, that also makes so that the scheduling thing is, you can't just say, Oh, you know what? I'll just do it at night and it'll be fine. Mm -mm. You want to schedule it during the And there's so much in these emerging industries, like with ag drones and, you know, herd analysis, your ability to be profitable has a lot to do with how efficient you can be. Yep. It's a lot about efficiency. Um, and, I've tried I've I've done when
0: I first learned, uh, or was doing herd analysis, um, I I did one. I did one at night. <laughs> horrible, horrible decision. <laughs> never like, again. Not never again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it was um it was a hard, hard learn. Yeah. But uh I ended up being out there till like one or two in the morning trying to count these deer on their feet walking around and mm. nope, not doing mm-hmm. that again. So mm-hmm. don't do herd analysis at night.
1: Yeah, C- can we talk about um, kind of related to herd analysis um, in in Ohio? When you put up a fence, a high rise fence or whatever, yeah, high fence, um, you have to do a count of the deer that are in that fence, right?
0: I don't know all the legality on that. I know that there's people that put a high fence around their property line. You can't technically pen wild deer. Mm-hmm but you can protect your property from people. So somehow with attorneys and stuff, you can have a high fence with native deer in it. But I think you're referring to that one time where a guy built a high fence and he did not want native deer Mm -hmm. in it. Um,
1: And you kinda had to get a special permit and do a count or whatever from the state. Yeah,
0: yep, so he built a high fence. He did not want native deer Mm -hmm. in his pen and he wanted high, you know, high fence, high quality deer put into there in there he did not want uh basically inbreeding so you had he had to get the dnr out and they had to count the. and they
1: came out in a helicopter airplane isn't isn't that crazy yeah i mean i it's like again that's just been the best available yeah but you would think okay soon that will change and it'll no longer be a guy in a helicopter or airplane
0: yep yeah so they yeah they came out on a 400 acre high fence and uh tried scaring the deer out to see like how many deer there not accurate <laughs> the guy was not convinced with them when they told him no more deer yeah. and uh, he was like well I'm still going to get drone deer recovery out to make sure there's no yep. deer and then there were still deer in there There was still deer in there. Yeah. There was yep. like f- a lot of deer in there. Yeah, there are six deer left. Yeah. Yep. But
1: yeah. It's accurate. It's it's uh I mean I, I think we've belabored that point. Yeah. Um Yep. It's and it's. i think it's going to be interesting to see what the community like other use cases at the community um you know the drone pilots out there oh, yeah. applications that they start using yeah. you know it's going to be used more for for timber identifying different trees it's going to be used for mining um when it comes to mapping um and drones it's like
0: that we are not even getting started we don't we don't started. even know yeah. all yep. the applications that are coming yeah exactly
1: um so it's over the next year or two, we'll see a lot of new exciting stuff. Like I, I know there's a company right now, I think out of California that has a really cool system where they use uh, drones They're not, they are thermal drones and in places like Oregon and other big farming States, they're flying drones over crops to identify rocks because It'll screw up your combine, your tractor, oh, whatever, yeah. and so you you fly a thermal drone over a, a yeah. field. You see the rocks, and then they have an autonomous, um, like little skid steer vehicle that takes the data, the the KMZ, you know, yeah. mapping data, and it has this little like scoop thing on the front, him. and it automatically goes yeah. out and does that. Yeah. So um, the drone is autonomously flying, you know, getting the data, yep. thermal mapping, you know, because rocks hold heat. Yep. Um, and then this little robot scooper Goes thing is going and scooping them up. That is crazy. And that's all to save the farmer from, during planting season or wherever he's the busiest, yep. from breaking down and spending $20,000 yep. to fix his rig. Dude,
0: that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, we we don't even know what drones will all be used for. Yeah. But in the next five to ten years, we're going to see drones in... In applications, we're just gonna be like, no way, yeah. you can use a drone to do yeah. that. It's gonna be like, yeah. Like when a phone came out the first time, you just called you. Like if somebody would have told you, nope, you're gonna shoot video on your phone, you're gonna do web browsing, you're gonna sell stuff, you're gonna buy stuff, they would have been like,
1: nope. tap to pay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, so I, I think that yeah. drones are kind yeah. of in the same space.
1: It, it's exciting. Um, it's been an exciting year and it's only getting more exciting. Yep. So, yep. We appreciate you guys for watching. Yep. And uh, we'll probably, yeah,
0: this is, it probably be Christmas uh, right after this. So Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. everybody. Um, also, we are doing a Christmas giveaway uh, and you're going to want to make sure that you're tuned in to all our social platforms and we're going to be announcing it on there. Uh, it's pretty exciting what we're going to do for Christmas.
1: It's going to be fun. Nope. Yep.
0: See you guys on the next one. On the next one.